welcome to the 22nd episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Michelle can't join us today and I'm also feeling a bit under the weather so I apologize now if I start coughing. Hopefully that won't happen. Um, We're also on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. And please check us out on Twitter at Food and Fright. This week... We're covering the father of the zombie genre, George A. Romero. Uh, if you recall, back in episode 5, we discussed zombies in general, their history, etc. Here, we're just covering Romero's contributions and anyone who has worked closely with him. Uh, there's a lot of detail involved, so hopefully I've uh, laid it out in a way that it's easy to understand. There are six movies total, directed and are screenwritten by Romero. The first three movies are considered his zombie trilogy. So, in the order in which they were released, they are Night of the Living Dead, 1968. That was directed by Romero and co-written with John Russo. There's Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Day of the Dead, 1985. Land of the Dead, 2005. Diary of the Dead, 2007, and Survival of the Dead, 2009. So if you're trying to remember, it's Night, Dawn, Day, Land, Diary, Survival. Um, Now, after his first movie, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a second, Romero was not able to get financing for his second film, Dawn of the Dead, and Dario Argento, uh, helped him out, uh, helped him get financing and also get the music in exchange for the international distribution rights. You'll recall we talked about Dario Agento in episode 18 when we talked about Suspiria. Um, so what Argento did with his uh, version of the movie is he cut out anything that was political or humorous um, such as a scene in Dawn of the Dead where they uh, throw pies in zombies' faces and also included more music from the group Goblin. Uh, there's a little bit in Dawn, but he included much more extensive music. And as you recall, Goblin also did the music for Suspiria, which I really, really loved. So the more from them, the better, in my opinion. He also changed the names of the movie, movie he released to Zombie, Z-O-M-B-I. It had two sequels and then had several other um, movies that were named the same thing just to try to attract an audience. So uh, there's the first Zombie, there's Zombie 2, there's Zombie 3, there's Zombie 4, which is also known as After Death, there's Zombie 5, Killing Birds, Zombie 6, Monster Hunter, Zombie 7, Grim Reaper, Um, And some of these zombie movies, um, if they are shown in their entirety, are still listed in the UK's video nasties list of banned films. So that's Argento's contribution. Um, Romero and John Russo received practically no money from Night of the Living Dead. The distributor, Walter Reed Organization, who had made a mistake of not adding a copyright symbol to the title card once the name of the film was changed. It was originally called Night of the Flesh Eaters, but they couldn't call it that because there was already another movie named that. Um, And instead, because they forgot to put the copyright notice when they added the new title, um, Romero and Russo didn't receive any money. 
Romero eventually sued, but the company declared bankruptcy. And as of March 1989, a copyright notice is no longer required on a film for it to be copyrighted. So it can't, that can't happen today. Um, the lack of a copyright, though, meant anyone could show or alter the film in any way they wanted. Ironically, it may be one of the reasons why Romero's movies became so popular because people just showed them everywhere or edited them in any way. After Night of the Living Dead, Romero and Russo split up over artistic differences. Since Night of was in public domain, each could use it the way they wanted to, so Romero went on to continue his what they call his Dead series, and Russo went on to... Uh, create a Living Dead series. So he wrote five, at least five more zombie movies. Uh, his movies are typically more humorous. His zombies can't be killed um, by being shot or stabbed in the head. They can only be contained. And the zombies can also talk, use tools, etc. Several times they radio headquarters uh, where they ask the dispatcher to send more cops or send more security guards so they can eat them. And then this is also the first time, Russo's movies are also the first time you hear zombies yell, Brains! So in the order, the, um, the six, well, five movies plus one more that Russo did, they, they all start with Return of the Living Dead. So Return of the Living Dead, 1985. Return of the Living Dead 2, 1988. Return of the Living Dead 3, 1993. Returning of the Living Dead Necropolis, for some reason, is not named for. Return of the Living Dead Rave from the Grave, that would be Return of the Living Dead 5. And then there is also a 2001 movie called Children of the Living Dead. And this was supposed to be a sequel to both Night of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead. It was executive produced by Rousseau and, and starred Tom Savini, which we'll talk about much more a little bit later. Um, no need to watch this. I have not watched it. Rousseau said it's the worst film he had ever been involved with. Um, I did watch a couple of these. I don't think I've seen all of them, but um, I did watch a couple again this week. So if you like funny zombie movies, you might want to check them out. Now, where to watch uh, Romero's movies? So, Now the Living Dead is available on Amazon Prime, Tubi, and Shudder, or it's also available for free in the usual spots, which are YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. Dawn of the Dead is available on Amazon for a fee. Day of the Dead is available on Amazon Prime and Shudder. Land of the Dead, also available on Amazon Prime for free. Diary of the Dead, available on Amazon Prime for $4, or uh, there's more expensive options like Google Play or YouTube. I think that those are like 10 bucks. And Survival of the Dead is available on Tubi for free. Rotten Tomatoes scores. Night of the Living Dead. Again, that's the one that was written and uh, co-written by both Romero and Russo. Critics gave it a 97%. Audiences gave it an 88%. Dawn of the Dead. Critics gave it a 94%. Audiences gave it a 90%. And then there's a 2004 remake, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Critics gave that a 75%, and that was not rated by audiences. The third movie, Day of the Dead. Critics gave it an 83%. Audiences gave it a 75 
Land of the Dead. Critics gave it a 74. Audiences gave it a 51. Diary of the Dead. Critics gave it a 61. Audiences gave it a 41. And lastly, Survival of the Dead. Critics gave it a 30. Audiences gave it a 19%. And this continues the pattern that we've talked about many, many times before, which is they just keep making movies until everyone thinks they're so horrible that no one will watch them anymore. So uh, the last one, yeah, the last one was uh, pretty rough. Why should you watch these movies? Well, Romero brought us the modern zombie and thus one of the most popular subgenres in horror. Before Romero's movies, zombies were creatures that were controlled by voodoo, and that's evidenced in one of the earliest zombie movies, which is White Zombie from 1932. Night of the Living Dead is the most successful independent movie ever. It cost $114,000 to make and has grossed at least $30 million. No one is sure of the exact total, of course, because anybody could show it any time and not report it. The zombie genre is still going strong some 50 years later. There's movies, TV shows, comics, and zombie conventions, zombie walks, you name it. I dare say there are few people on the planet that have not heard of zombies. So I'll go over uh, briefly just the plot of all of these just to give you an idea of what's going on. I'm not going to go in depth because there are so many movies, obviously. So Night of the Living Dead, filmed in black and white. Ben, Barbara, and a few others are trapped in a farmhouse in Pennsylvania. And zombies are trying to get in and eat them. Ben, who's played by Dwayne Jones, is the voice of reason. Barbara is completely useless and catatonic at one point. Uh, which really irritates me, but if you think about it, this is the typical um, role that women played in movies at that time. So I guess we can't hold that against her too much, and it's also later remedied with the remake, which we'll talk about in a second. So that's Night of the Living Dead, in my opinion, the best movie by far out of all of these. Uh, Next up, Dawn of the Dead. This time, a ragtag group is held up in Chopping Mall, and they manage to survive there until a motorcycle gang shows up. This movie was filmed in color, so the zombies here have a kind of bluish tinge to them, which is a little weird after seeing the first movie in black and white. Um, One of the characters, Steve, makes one of the best zombies ever, in my opinion, uh, somehow he has his foot like completely twisted around. I don't know how they did that with special effects, but it's, it's pretty good. I enjoyed that part. Uh, not a bad movie. Um, the pacing may be a little slow for some people, but I still enjoyed it. Um, but like I said, nothing can beat the first one in my opinion. Number three, Day of the Dead. This time a group hides at an underground military installation Uh, They're experimenting on zombies with unsuccessful results, and they're trying to see if they can find some sort of vaccine, or uh, the doctor there, who they call Frankenstein, is trying to teach some of the zombies and see if they're capable of learning or if they can be domesticated. We meet a zombie called Bub, who learns to slur a few words in the phone, fire a gun, and salute. So, uh, by the time of the third movie, the zombie's capacity is changing. The first... In the very first movie, all they did was eat people. So now they're starting to learn a few things. Number four, Land of the Dead. 
Rich people, led by Dennis Hopper, have developed a stronghold in Pittsburgh, and they live atop a high-rise called Fiddler's Green. Um, At this point, the zombies are starting to fight back, and they're led by a super-smart zombie named Big Daddy, and they begin to uh, fire on the humans and attack them. One of the best scenes in this movie, in my opinion, is when the zombies encounter a river that they need to go across to get to the other side, to get to the high-rise, and they just jump straight into the water, and then you see them um, appear, just their heads appear on the other shore when they all come up. So that's a very cool effect. Uh, I like that a lot. That's one of my favorite things about this movie. Obviously, they didn't need to breathe, so they just walked along the bottom of the water. So that's pretty cool. Um... Here you also see zombies doing, trying to do what they originally did when they were alive. So you have a mailman who's still trying to deliver mail. You have a band of zombies who um, is trying to play their musical instruments, which is pretty funny. Um, And you have uh, Big Daddy who's still pumping gas. He owned a gas station, I think. So um, that's that's an interesting kind of change there. Uh, This movie was supposed to be much more expansive than it was. (coughs) Excuse me. And it was, uh, Romero had called it um, basically Gone with the Wind with Zombies, but he was not able to get the budget for that, so he really had to tone down the the plot in this. So that's Land of the Dead. Next up, Diary of the Dead, which takes a completely different... um, approach so this is a found footage film and it takes place during the initial zombie epidemic so it's not a sequel to land but it's supposed to take place somewhere around the same time as the first movie i don't know go figure anyway a group of students are making a um a film for their film class and then all hell breaks loose so they start filming in order to upload the information to the internet so people can see what's going on. Um, and this this movie, which came out, uh, when was it? Came out right around the time that found footage films were becoming popular, so Blair Witch Trial, Cloverfield, Wreck, etc. Uh, one of the criticisms of this film is that uh, people have said that people wouldn't worry about recording things and uploading them if it was there was a zombie apocalypse but after seeing the crazy things that people do these days and how many people are getting killed taking selfies or recording things or you know videotaping themselves and burning buildings um unfortunately i dare say yeah i think there would be a lot of people trying to do that i would not be one of them but um i'm i'm sure there would still be some um so that's Diary of the Dead, and then Survival of the Dead takes a different tact again. Um, Someone named Crockett, who's an ex-military guy, played by Alan Van Sprang, and a few other people from the military head to an island stronghold that they've heard about on the internet, because the internet is still up um, at this time. Uh, The island is off the coast of Delaware, but for some reason, which I'm very confused about, everyone on this island mysteriously has a very thick Irish accent. I'm not sure what that's about. Um, I'm pretty sure people in Delaware don't talk like that. But uh, anyway, they all got Irish accents. Um, This was supposed to be like a zombie western, 
But to be honest, it was pretty boring for me because basically, yeah, there's a few zombie kills, but basically it's these two families that control this island um, and everyone is related to one of these two families and they are, they have been, the, the men, the head, the patriarchs of the family have been fighting with each other since childhood and now they're fighting with each other over uh, one thinks that you should kill all the zombies as soon as you encounter them. The other one thinks you should contain all of them until a virus can be found. So, uh, yeah, that, that show really didn't do it for me either. It's pretty boring. So that's the basic plot of those. Now, there are a bunch of other versions or spinoffs, remakes, different cuts of uh, these movies. So I'm just going to, I know it's confusing, but I'm going to hit the big ones here. So... Night of Living Dead was remade in 1990 again by Romero and Russo, directed by Tom Savini and starring Tony Todd. We talked about him when we did Final Destination, and he's also been in Candyman. Um, I really like him. So he starred as Ben, and this film was done by Romero in an attempt to get the copyright back after all the problems from the 1968 version. This is basically the same movie, except the ending is different. I did like it. Um, and I also like the special effects in it, and I also like that Barbara was changed into a much more of a kick-ass character than the useless Barbara that we saw in the earlier version. So, uh, you know, typically I don't like remakes because comparing it to the original, there's no way it could come out as good or better because that one's perfect in my opinion, but, um, I did really like it, so I would recommend it. Uh, next up, there's a Night of Living Dead colorized version, since the first one was in black and white, if you're interested in that. And then in 1998, Russell Strainer, who played uh, Johnny, who's Barbara's brother, in Night of the Living Dead, and a few others created a few scenes for an origin story for the first zombie we see in the cemetery that attacks Johnny and kills him. Um, unfortunately, those projects didn't get off the ground and they weren't really well received. There's a 30th anniversary edition that was released in 1999 so John Russo did this and he added he removed 15 minutes <coughs> excuse me he removed 15 minutes of footage and added another 15 minutes to the original movie um, so if you're interested in seeing that I have not seen it personally um, Dawn of the Dead was remade in 2004, directed by Zack Snyder. I enjoyed this version as well. Uh, the characters are still in the mall, but that's pretty much where the similarities end. Um, the zombies here move much faster than the original zombies, and the pacing is much better in this movie. The original um, Dawn of the Dead had the people spending a lot of time hanging out in the mall, so... You know, getting their hair cut, putting on makeup, playing hockey, playing video games, eating, etc. So the pace of this one is much better. So besides the remake of Night of the Living Dead, I would also re uh, recommend the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Um, also, oh, the uh, lead female character here is also much more proactive uh, than Barbara previously was. So I like that about this movie too. There's an extra long cut of Dawn of the Dead on YouTube under the name Dawn of the Dead uh, 1978 extra long version. It's 2 hours and 34 minutes 
I watched it, and in my opinion, it's way, way, way too long. So stick with the original one. Day of the Dead, where there was an also a remake in 2008. You can watch it on Tubi for free. Uh, I did watch it. I It's really, you know, I would not recommend it because there's really, I don't like any of the characters. I mean, the zombie kills are okay, but... It's not very interesting, and the plot, there's no plot, and I don't like any of the characters, so I would not recommend that. There's a also Day of the Dead Bloodline from 2018 that's currently available on Netflix, and here the zombies are much faster as well, and they're called Rotters. So basically, there's a rapey guy on here who has a special blood type, and he's after a med student um, who... He visited weekly so she could draw his blood before the zombie apocalypse begins. And she is trying to develop a vaccine from him. And the movie's not horrible. It's just not great. But, you know, at that point I've watched so many zombie movies I'm not sure what I could categorize as great. But, um, I mean, it's better than the remake of Day of the Dead. But not as good as the originals. Uh, let's see, Riff Tracks, the guys who do spoofs on some really bad movies, which I really enjoy, has one for Night of the Living Dead that they did in 2014. It's available on Amazon Prime for fee. I have not seen that, but I am definitely going to go uh, watch it because I love what they do with the other movies. They're just uh, tons of fun. Now, there are a number of other films that are not connected in any way to... Um, to Romero or Russo or Argento, but they have used Night of the Living Dead again because it's in public domain in some way, so I'm going to mention a bunch of them here. They're, just so you know the titles. There's Day of the Dead 2, Contagium. There's Night of the Living Dead 3D. There's Night of the Living Dead 3D Reanimation. There's Night of the Living Dead Reanimated, which is a different movie, and that's an animated uh, version. There's Night of the Living Dead Darkest Dawn, also an animated version. There's something called Flesh Eater, and that features the cemetery zombie from Night of the Living Dead. And there is Apocalypse of the Dead, also known as Zone of the Dead, that stars Ken Foray, who was the main, one of the main characters in Dawn of the Dead. And then there are also tons of movies that still have of the dead at the end so i just took a quick look to see what we have i'm sure i've missed some here because there are so many but there are children of the dead curse the living dead de <coughs> excuse me uh detection of the dead dorm of the dead erotic night to the living dead that doesn't sound too good to me um fly the living dead gangs of the dead garden of the dead goal of the dead hell of the living dead house of the dead one and two Juan of the Dead, of course, Shaun of the Dead, Mansion of the Living Dead, Nudist Colony of the Dead, I mean, nobody wants to see that for sure, um, Raiders of the Living Dead, and the award for the best title ever goes to Night of the Day of the Dawn of the Sun of the Bride of the Return of the Revenge of the Terror of the Attack of the Evil Mutant Alien Flesh-Eating Hellbound Zombified Living Dead Part 2 in Shocking 2D. This movie is also known as Not Dot. Get it? Night of the Day of the Dawn. Of the... So, Not Dot. Um, it was produced in 1991, and basically he took the footage of Night of the Living Dead, added comedic elements, 
and additional footage. It holds the distinction of being the longest movie title ever. Um, I've not seen it, but I definitely want to. And then there's a whole other category besides this one of called redubs, um, which is, you know, just uh, taking a, some movie and dubbing over it like uh, Riff Tracks does. So I'll have to check those out as well. So, future installments, if that wasn't enough. Um, Road of the Dead. We don't have an ETA. Don't know if it'll ever um, come out or not, but basically it takes place after Land of the Dead, and zombie prisoners are forced to race cars as an entertainment for the wealthy. Matt Berman will direct uh, from a script that he co-wrote with Romero. So that would be Road of the Dead. Then Rise of the Living Dead. Again, have no idea on an ETA, but it's written and directed by Cameron Romero, who is George's son, and this is a prequel that takes place during the Cold War. So, I have those to look forward to, should they ever be released. Next up, trivia. Now, this is not in the order in which the films were released, so hopefully it won't be too confusing, but I tried to find all the good stuff. So... Just a reminder that Romero's zombies are slow zombies. They can easily be outrun. The only problem is if they get someone cornered or there's a swarm of them. These should not be confused with the faster zombies we see today, like in The Walking Dead, or the super fast zombies from World War Z or 28 Days Later. Yes, I know. 28 days later, they technically aren't zombies because they're not dead and they just have the rage virus. But you get the idea that those are very fast and those are much harder to outrun. So, Romero got started um, in film by doing segments of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and later commercials. Romero was from Pittsburgh and shot most of his films in and around there. Night of the Living Dead is inspired by the book I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. It's also been made into several movies, including Last Man on Earth in 1963, I'm sorry, 1964 by Vincent Price, Omega Man in 1971 by Charlton Heston, and I Am Legend in 2007 with Will Smith. Um, you may not know this. Romero did two comic book series. One was Toe Tag, which featured uh, The Death of Death, which had six issues that ran in 2004-2005 in DC Comics. And then the second one was Empire of the Dead that had 15 issues that ran in 2014, and that was for Marvel Comics. Reviews of Night of the Living Dead were not favorable upon initial release. Roger Ebert was among those who criticized the movie. He recounted the true horror, he said, um, that people, including children, felt in the theater when he was watching the movie. You may ask, why were children in the theater anyway? Because this is not a movie that children should be watching. Uh, I'll talk about more about that in a second, and that'll make that clear. So, chocolate syrup was used to simulate blood in Light of the Living Dead, and when the zombies were chewing on body parts, it's ham covered with chocolate syrup. This caused many of the actors to become nauseous. And since that movie was black and white, chocolate syrup worked just fine. There are several documentaries about Romero's movies. They include Birth of the Living Dead, which is on Amazon Prime, and Making of the Day of the Dead, Making of the Dawn of the Dead, The Dead Walk, remaking a classic, 
that last one is about the 1990 Night of the Living Dead remake. All of those last ones are currently available on YouTube. The word zombie is never used in Night of the Living Dead. Instead, the creatures were referred to as those things or ghouls or flesh eaters. Romero says he did not cast Dwayne Jones as Ben because of his race. He says that he had the best read of any of the actors Romero saw. Uh, Jones also rewrote his dialogue. Ben was initially supposed to be an angry black man. And the reason we bring this up is because he is one of the first African Americans to be the lead in a character because that was 1968. And so many people have mentioned it, but Romero continued until, I think, until the day he died and said that he, he did not plan it. That's just how it happened. Um, also, um, two of his other movies have very prominent African American characters. The first one of course, was Ben. The second one in Dawn of the Dead is Peter, played by Ken Foray, so he's one of the survivors of Dawn. And then the lead character in Land of the Dead, the zombie Big Daddy, is played by um, Eugene Clark. Um, in, in Dawn of the Dead, when the zombies all try to get into the mall, um, the characters that are in there, I think that's Peter, so, Peter, Steve, Roger, and Fran are the people that are in the mall. And one of them, and they say, why are these people, you know, why are they trying to come in to get us? And he says, they're not trying to come in to get us. They're trying to come into the mall because they instinctively remember what they did before. And that place was important to them. And that's why they're trying to get back there again. And as we already mentioned, when we had, you know, postman zombies trying to deliver stuff or, or uh, pumping gas and that sort of thing. Um, Romero did a few other movies besides zombie movies that they include Season of the Witch which we talked about during the Suspiria review as well as 1973's The Crazies remember there was also a remake of that and Monkey Shines, Creep Show, Martin, Tales from the Dark Side and a few other things <coughs> um, I already mentioned that the music in Dawn of the Dead was by Goblin and Dario Argento. Now, Tom Savini. We mentioned him a little bit before, but we also talked about Tom Savini back a little bit back when we were doing a review of the franchise From Dust Till Dawn. That's episode 17. Um, so, Savini was originally supposed to do makeup for Night of the Living Dead, but he was drafted into the military and was serving in Vietnam when they filmed that. But he later came back and did makeup, I think, for four of the other movies. Um, and he also directed the 1990 version of Night of the Living Dead. So Savini's really considered one of the um, special effects makeup geniuses um, in Hollywood. I know he has a number of books. Um, and if you watch the YouTube uh, making of that I just mentioned, it has a, um, a really good interview with him about how, you know, uh, really special effects, movie special effects are really uh, magic, misdirection, all of those sorts of things. So that was a really good interview, I thought. Um, in the first movie, I've been complaining about Barbara a lot, but in the first 1968 version of Night of the Living Dead, Barbara was originally supposed to be a much stronger character, but Russo really liked how Judith O'Day uh, interpreted the characters, so uh, he told her to go with that. And 
I have read that that's supposed to be, you know, Judith is really supposed to be the viewer and that she has no idea what's going on. She doesn't know how to fight these creatures. Uh, you know, is it all a dream? She has no idea. So, um, I mean, I do, I do like her acting. It's just, you know, I, I have a hard time with women not doing anything um, in uh, movies or television and expecting someone else to take care of them. So, uh, let's see. Romero filmed all of the Dawn of the Living Dead scenes at a real mall. It's the Monroeville Mall in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. And they filmed after the mall closed, so filming took place between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., and shooting was suspended during the Christmas season because they didn't have enough time to take the decorations down each night. So that's pretty cool. I don't even know how they got everything done as much as it looked like they tore up that place to get it back in uh, operating condition by the next day. Um, shooting of Dawn was intentionally more comedic than night because Romero wanted it filmed in a comic book style. Now here's why there were children in the audience uh, during uh, when Ebert saw it that he wrote about in his review. Night was released one month before the U.S. motion picture industry rating system went into effect. It is one of the last films to be released without a rating, and thus anybody could get into the theater to see it. So that's why. Uh, Romero's first three movies, as we said, they're considered a zombie trilogy, and they each one provides a different um, uh, social commentary. The first one is about racism in America, the second one is about consumerism, and the third one is about the uh, milis uh, military, uh, the military-industrial complex. Uh, let's see. A recurring theme in Romero's movies are that despite a uh, overwhelming outside threat, the humans still can't get it together long enough and work together in order to have a good chance for survival. Um, so that's that's frustrating to watch. Um, I would hope that people would be able to get it together enough when they think they're about to die and work together, but these movies are not a depiction of that. It's everybody, you know, some of the guys being alpha males. Uh, I Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's probably what would really happen, though, let's be honest. Um, let's see... Oh, Romero's direction to anyone he had to teach how to walk like a zombie was just to be dead. He said if they gave them any specific directions, they would all do the exact same thing, so he avoided doing that. Day of the Dead was shot inside a limestone mine outside, outside of Pittsburgh, and the cold temperature and the isolation of the location, uh, many of the crew members slept there overnight because it was too far to commute, um, and uh, these conditions led to a lot of shooting issues. In Day of the Dead, Dr. Logan, who's also known as Frankenstein, gives the zombie Bub a copy of Salem's Lot to read, and that's a little inside joke because Romero and King, Stephen King have been friends for years, so that's kind of funny. Um, let's see, the only crossover between these films is that Crockett, who was in Diary of the Dead, remember the military people that robbed the kids RV and took all their supplies and then left. So that was Crockett and then he shows up again as the uh, main guy in Survival of the Dead. Also Tom Savini's uh, biker character who was in Dawn of the Dead. Uh, the zombie version of him can be seen in one of the scenes of Land of the Dead. 
Also, another little inside something, Asia Argento, Dario Argento's daughter, appears as Slack in Land of the Dead. And several famous directors and actors do voiceovers in Diary, and they include Quentin Tarantino, Wes Craven, Stephen King, Simon Pegg from Shaun of the Dead, and Guillermo del Toro. Uh, let's see, awards. Uh, as I mentioned before, um, awards committees typically do not like to give awards to horror films traditionally. I'm hoping that's changing now with Get Out and a few other things, but uh, previously they just ignored horror films. But uh, Tom Savini won the Saturn Award in 1985 for Best Makeup for Day of the Dead. And um, Romero was nominated for Fangoria Chainsaw Award in 2006 for Land of the Dead. And Romero got his star on <coughs> excuse me, the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2017. So that was nice. Uh, a couple famous quotes, and then we'll wrap up with this part. So the famous, most famous quotes I can think of are, They're coming to get you, Barbara. And of course, that is Johnny, Barbara's brother, to her at the very beginning of Night of the Living Dead when they're in the cemetery putting some flowers on their father's grave. Um, and then there is, When there is no room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. And that's Peter in Dawn of the Dead, and that's also um, the announcer when they um, did the promos for that movie. Uh, and here's one from Romero. A zombie movie is not fun without a bunch of stupid people running around and observing how they fail to handle the situation. So I guess that's true. And then the last one from Romero, which is, I always felt that the real horror is next door to us that the scariest monsters are our neighbors. <coughs> and that one uh, is really scary because it's probably true. Okay, so in conclusion, um, unfortunately, George passed away in 2017. Um, he will be remembered, though, for doing something that very few other people can claim, and that is creating an entirely new film subgenre. Um, and many people still love him and appreciate his work today. So my suggestion, if you're watching these films after going, obviously you saw the extensive list, is watch the four, first two Romero movies, uh, possibly the third one, um, and also watch the remakes of Night, Living Dead, and Dawn of the Dead, and then forget about the rest of them unless you're a diehard fan. So those uh, first two from Romero and the remakes will give you a really good idea of the um, zombie subgenre. Um, and I keep thinking that maybe we've hit the end of the zombie craze, but it doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon, which is great for me. Uh, right now we have <coughs> right now we have on TV The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, I Zombie. We have Black Summer, which is the prequel to Z Nation, which just ended on the Sci-Fi Channel. And I'm sure there's other stuff I'm forgetting, so it doesn't look like zombies are going away anytime soon. Which makes me happy, because I, I never get tired of, of watching zombies. If they're entertaining, fun zombie movies, and they have good character, good characters that you can root for, and a good story. That's important. Um... Okay, so since Michelle's not here, uh, I came up with uh, not really a recipe, but just a couple of things that might be fun. 
And in thinking about this, since Romero is from Pittsburgh, there are a couple of foods that are specific to Pittsburgh or originated in Pittsburgh that might be fun to talk about. Uh, so let me pull that up here. One is the Pittsburgh salad. Um, and the Pittsburgh salad, which I had never heard of before, but it is apparently a regular salad, but it has french fries and it has uh, ranch dressing on it. So uh, I think that's a good idea, putting french fries on a salad. I'm going to have to try that. So that's a Pittsburgh salad. And then also... Um, Heinz Ketchup is headquartered in Pittsburgh, so that's a little Pittsburgh fact. Let me see what else here. Uh, Klondike bars originate in Pittsburgh, and the Clark bar originate in Pittsburgh. And let me see what else. Um, I think that's it. I mean, we could go into some other stuff, but that kind of gives you kind of a cool idea of a few things that are very specific to Pittsburgh. Um, uh, I'll report back after I have a salad with french fries and see how that goes. So, um, thanks for listening. I hope that gave you, uh, I know that was lots and lots of detail, but that gave you a basic overview of uh, Romero's movies and how all those work out and then branched out into Russo movies and Argento movies and all the other movies. Um, so not sure what we'll talk about next week. Usually I'm trying to alternate between one very detailed uh, review and then something that's a little lighter. Uh, hopefully my voice will be better. I apologize for coughing and I hope you have a great week and I hope you're able to watch something scary this week. And uh, Remember, if you run into zombies, hopefully they are the slow-walking kind and not the fast ones. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.